if you are wanting to be a speaker, you're wanting to actually get out there and you don't even necessarily want to actually have to be a speaker. It could be just that you want to grow your business and you want to get in front of new audiences. And to do that, you know that speaking is a great modality to do that, whether that's on a podcast, whether that is on stages, whether that's running workshops and public speaking. Like there's lots of different ways that you utilize public speaking in your business. And I think it's an important skill to master. So then you can confidently get up and sell yourself and you can confidently speak about your message in a way that is delivered and received really well. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. This week is Thrive Week. I cannot wait to welcome all the beautiful ladies into the Thrive Retreat this weekend. I always love the little week prep beforehand. I feel like there's this element of preparing my energy and just imagining the experiences and thinking about the intention I want to go into the retreat and preparing my energy for it, but also already bringing in the beautiful ladies energy into the space. So I'm envisioning what they need and what they want out of the retreat. And then obviously attempt to have an intention around that as well. So, and I also do love like the little, little bits and pieces that I get to cultivate and create for the weekend. So I always do this every single time I have an event of any form in the week leading up, I go end up buying all this other stuff that maybe I hadn't actually planned on buying, but because I get excited because I want it to be a beautiful experience and just all little finishing touches make such an impact on the experience. And so I always come up with new ideas in the last week around, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. And that's always super fun. So I love hosting retreats. It's one of those things that is a labor of love. Retreats aren't a simple and easy thing to pull together and for them to be impactful and memorable there's a lot of work that goes into them, plus also a lot of expense that goes into creating such an amazing transformational weekend. So I say they're, they're a labor of love because it feels like there's quite a lot of work that goes into them in the lead up. And then once you're there, it's amazing and you love it. And then you end the retreat, you're like, oh my God, I love it. This is why I do in-person events. This is just magical. I just feel so amazing. My heart's so full. And then you almost go back to the drawing board of like, okay, so how can I improve it? Do I want to do another one? When do I want to do another one? Do I need a new location? Like all of the things. And I feel like sometimes it's almost like they're over too quick. So yeah, super fun to be heading into that this weekend and cannot wait to see how I feel afterwards. I'm also into week four of Elevated. And so the ladies in Elevated are going through creating their financial freedom business. So basically this week and next week is a little bit more focused on the numbers and looking at the behind the scenes of the business and making sure that it is actually profitable. And then we also look at creating their financial freedom number. So thinking about what it would take and the amount of money they would need to be earning in order to live the lifestyle they want to have, in order to have the business that they absolutely love. And then we look at how we make that possible within the business because Sometimes we can have these big, fantastic ideas for where we want to go with our business and how much money we want to make, but we don't take the time to actually break it down and look at, is that even possible with the business model that we have, with the offers that we have, with the stock that we have? And then we look at 
what we need to put in place over the next few years in order to step into that next level of business. Because one of the key things with a lot of women that I work with, a lot of them come in to work with me because they want to have a million dollar business and they may have already been earning 100 to 200K and they want to start stepping it up into that next level. And what we need to actually do is look at their foundations first, because if you don't have your foundations in place with your business, then it's pointless going after a million dollars because you don't have the structures set up for it to to actually generate that amount of income, also to be able to maintain and sustain it. So some of the things that we actually look at are making sure that you're aligning your values with your business and making sure that the business is profitable and viable. And then also looking at, okay, so for you to be able to be earning a million dollars, what would you need to have in place? Who would you need to be? And starting stepping into those roles now, because a lot of the time we can think, oh, well, when I'm running a million dollar business, then I will do these things, or then I will be this person, or then I will be consistent here. But you actually need to have all those foundational pieces in place now before you hit it in order to hit it. So it's it's always a fun couple of weeks in Elevated because we're looking at this stuff which is very consuming and can be a little bit triggering. And that's okay because we've done a lot of the mindset work in the lead up to these weeks. So they feel much more confident in looking at the numbers. They feel so much more confident in looking at their offers because we've worked on actually disconnecting their self-worth from their business. So then they can look at their business separately and go, okay, what does the business need? And it's a whole different way of looking at it, a whole new perspective. And it allows them to have a completely separated opinion about it, which is so exciting and confidence building because they can see the possibilities of what they can create with their business. So it's always super fun these weeks, yet also challenging and at the same time, which is going to be fun. So the next round of Elevated will happen before the end of the year. So if you do want to be part of the next round of Elevated and start like stepping into your next level of income in your business, improving your relationship with your money, charging your worth and stepping into your CEO shoes, selling like a boss, like all of that, then make sure that you're on the wait list. The link is in the show notes. So make sure you put your name on the wait list. You can apply now and then I'll let you know as soon as the doors open. All right. Today's podcast episode is all about overcoming your public speaking fears. A lot of women that I work with either come to me from a place of wanting to have a speaking career as part of their business. So it's an element of their business, like an extra stream of income in their business, or it's a way that they're going to get their message out there and they want to actually impact more people. And so speaking is a really great modality. And I think because obviously I do speaking as well. So people see that obviously I've learned how to do it. I get speaking gigs regularly. So they often come to me either with the intention that they want to do more speaking, or it actually is just one part of the business that we work on. So I wanted to talk to you about overcoming your speaking fears because if you are wanting to be a speaker you're wanting to actually get out there and you don't even necessarily want to actually have to be a speaker it could be just that you want to grow your business and you want to get in front of new audiences and to do that you know that speaking is a great modality to do that whether that's on a podcast whether that is on stages whether that's running workshops and public speaking like there's lots of different ways that you utilize public speaking in your business and I think it's an important skill to master so then you can confidently get up and sell yourself and you can confidently speak about your message in a way that is delivered and received really well. So to do that, we need to overcome our fear of it. So I want to talk to you about a couple of the fears that show up for some of the clients that I've worked with in the past, and then also talk to you about some practicalities when it comes to improving your confidence when it comes to speaking. Because I feel like it's a mix of both, that yes, you need to overcome the fear of it, but the way to overcome the fear of it is also taking action and doing more of it. Because the more evidence you have for your brain to actually recognize that you're safe in order to do it, the easier it is to actually overcome the fear of it. So 
I think it shows up in three different ways. So sometimes we can have the fear prior to the speaking. So you may have a fear of being seen. You may have a fear of judgment. You may have a fear of, they actually talk about this statistic that goes around where it's like there's a higher fear of people having a fear of public speaking than they do of dying, which seems insane. (laughs) Uh, But for those of you who have a fear of public speaking, that makes total sense, right? And so I want to share with you a couple of practicalities. So yes, there are the fears behind it. But to overcome the fear, ultimately, you need to be doing more of the speaking and finding ways for you to practice it because practice gives you the confidence and then it gives you the evidence that it's safe. And then your brain calms down because it's not as scary anymore. And I think there's also the third little fear there where it's part of the experience. So I think that every speaking gig now, I do get a little bit of nervousness, which I transmute into excitement. Yet with bigger speaking gigs, like I've got a a big one coming up soon, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fear leading up to that. At the moment, I'm not in fear of it. Like I don't even really get scared thinking about it. And I'm just doing a couple of practice runs before I head down to Sydney. But I know that on the day, I will absolutely experience a level of fear and some nervousness for sure. And I have strategies in place in order to manage that. And I think that it's just part of the experience that the more people you speak in front of or different different situations that you may speak of, maybe even different topics that you speak on, it's natural to have a little bit of fear in the process of it. So I think it's just taking the time to recognize that we want one overcome yes the fear before so whether it's whether you have a deeper fear around it fear of being seen humiliated judged fear of you know whatever it might be for you and then recognize that there's you've got to push through the fear to get the experience down to actually get the practice down and then i think it's important that you know that it's just part of the experience that you get to move through it and transmute the fear in the experience of speaking in front of people So firstly, what you want to do is actually uncover, is there a deeper seated fear that you have around speaking in public? What are you most afraid of happening? And so when we start to explore this, we can consider, was there something in the past that caused this fear? Did you have an experience maybe when you were younger, when maybe you were speaking in public and something happened? So sometimes it's actually a past experience that created the fear. And what we need to do then is actually work through healing the wound of that experience because we have multiple experiences in life and it's the meaning that we place on that experience experience that impacts how we feel about it. So if we didn't, we've, we weren't in a safe space to actually process that emotion, or if we really haven't actually taken the time to reflect on it and understand why we made it mean a certain thing, then what can happen is we hold on to that experience and then it impacts our, or it colors our, our future experiences. Or sometimes people have a fear of it that is absolutely irrational. And I'm not saying that as a judgment, that it's actually quite real where we have an irrational fear that we don't know where it's come from. And so I work through a lot of those deep-seated fears with some of the processes that I work through with my clients that are gentle, simple processes that don't re-traumatize you, that allow you to rewire that part of the brain so it's no longer connected to a fear. So you aren't actually emotionally impacted in that experience. So sometimes we need to actually work through that. That could be through a fear of judgment, fear of humiliation as well. So some of those times, so those types of fears come up. Fear of being seen, like it could be a deep-seated belief system from childhood where maybe it wasn't safe for you to be actually fully express yourself as you wanted to and or maybe you were judged for expressing yourself in a certain way and so a lot of the time it can be those types of things can transfer into experiences in the future so we think if we're going to put ourselves in a situation that's slightly similar the brain goes into a fear state so 
we want to uncover where that fear has come from or figure out whether maybe it could be an irrational fear that we don't actually know why we have it. And then either way, I I work through these different processes with my clients one-on-one to help shift that. So it's actually a rewiring of the brain to release that fear. And then we can actually have the confidence to step into taking the action to develop the confidence. Because I think that that's the biggest thing is that a lot of time people let the fear hold them back. They let the fear stop them instead of actually allowing themselves to be a beginner and start to actually get a bit of practice in the beginning. Because the thing is, you're not going to get up on stage and speak in front of 400 people straight away. Like that's not the case. You will start small. You start speaking in front of one person and then two and then 10 and then 30 and then 50 and then 200, right? And so it's in that practice. It's in the experiences and the smaller numbers and the meanings you place on those experiences that then will impact your confidence in being able to step up and do more in bigger, larger crowds. And I think the other thing to consider as well is sometimes people look at other people who are natural born speakers and they say they're natural born speakers, but that not, may not be the case. And I think that what can happen is we think it's a natural talent of people's, but it's not the case. They've actually had multiple experiences and they've practiced the skill because it is a skill and have put themselves in situations where they've moved through the fear, have spoken in front of audiences and developed that skill, right? So, you know, I've often, I've, I've literally had probably five different people say that to me in the past where it's like, oh, you're so confident speaking or, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what you do or like they actually comment on the fact that I feel confident in front of other people. But that wasn't always the case at all, right? I've spoken this about this on the podcast before. I've had many experiences where I have had the opportunity, sometimes was by choice, other times was not, where I was put in front of a crowd and I had to speak and I had to actually be coherent. <laughs> and I've had some positive experiences and I've had some negative experiences, but I've learned from them all. And I think that I, I enjoy it. Like there's a part of it that I actually love captivating an audience. I love being able to hold the energy of a room with a group of people. So I'm really fascinated by it. And I think that I've then developed that skill by learning from other people as well. So it's not that it was a natural skill of mine at all. I think early on, like in my twenties, I remember being forced to speak about a product in front of 30 to 40 people when I was working on cruise ships. And that was petrifying, like absolutely petrifying. I remember sweating (laughs) and I remember fumbling over my words and then just getting through it and then having feedback and getting people to share with me like what they liked about it, what I could do better and then watching other people do it and then learn from them and then try again. And then there were just so many different experiences where I ended up training teams and then I would work on my own team. So when I ran a day spa, I actually had a team of 20. So I would train them and I would have to run meetings in front of them. And so I had all these multiple experiences that gave me the confidence to speak to those size groups. And then when I started Love What You Do, networking events that I ran here in Brisbane for three years, it allowed me to have that confidence to step in, even though it was super scary, right? It was super scary. And I had to prep for it. I had to practice for it. I had to overcome the fear in the process of it and work through the fear, even on stage. Like there are so many different experiences that I've had that have given me that confidence. Now, as I step into larger audiences, I'm still experiencing the fear, but I'm not letting it stop me. And I'm recognizing that there's certain tools you can put into place in order to improve your speaking at the same time as overcome the fear. So one of the things that I find works really well for me, and you've got to figure out what works well for you. Okay. So this may not work well for you, but there are definitely some certain things that you can do that help you release a little bit of that fear. So one is practice, right? The more that you can memorize, the better. 
Two, it is preparing your energy before a speaking gig. So you're getting on that stage with intention and you are choosing what you can control because you cannot control people's responses. You cannot control how well it is received. All you can control is your delivery. And so I think it's where you focus your attention. And the other thing was for me has helped really well is humanizing the audience So you know how like there's that old age tale of like, you know, picture everyone naked. I'm like, that sounds horrendous. I don't want to look at people naked (laughs) and I don't ever want to picture myself also up there naked. That would be weird. So for me, it was humanizing the audience. So for me, I felt comfortable talking one-on-one and having conversations with people one-on-one and connecting with people and being interested with people. And so what I did is just actually remind myself that each and every person in this audience is an individual and is human and I humanize them as much as I possibly can. So if I think about their experience and I think about who they are in that audience, what will they want to walk away with from this experience and how can I connect with them? That's what I'm really thinking about before I step on stage. And then as I'm on stage, I'm looking in their eyes. I'm paying attention to their body language. I'm engaging them as best that I can with eye contact and body language. And I'm and projecting my voice and all of the things. But I'm humanizing them because at the end of the day, especially with what I do and what I talk about, people love to know more about themselves. And so when I think about mindset, a lot of people want to learn about their mindset and a lot of people will self-focus. So I think one of the biggest things that I think about when speaking or when I'm thinking about doing a speaking gig is that how people will receive that information. And because automatically our brains are already doing that. So no matter what story you tell, no matter what thing you're teaching, no matter what you're sharing, people are always going to be asking what's in this for me. And so I always think about that and actually think about how I can deliver it so it's well received. And so there's lots to talk about when it comes to actually public speaking, but I'm not going to go into that because today's episode is a little bit more about the fears behind it. So when it comes to overcoming that fear, the first thing is really just uncovering why you have that fear, where it's come from, working through overcoming that fear, take that fear through my fear analysis, and that will actually help you overcome that fear. And then we start to recognize that it's part of the journey. We want to learn to practice because, you know, 10,000 hours is what makes someone really excellent at speaking. So if you want to do more speaking, you want to get really good at it, you want to be confident in it, you need to go out and make sure that you're actually getting more speaking gigs. And there are lots of different ways to do that, right? You can practice in so many different places. You could be doing Instagram lives, Facebook lives. You could be doing just jumping on stories, recording videos. It's a really great way just to start to get really comfortable in speaking. And some people are different. Like some people find that they're really comfortable on camera. Other people are really more comfortable in speaking in front of people. I don't mind either one, but only because I've practiced both. And I feel like speaking in front of people, I find easier because I can gauge their responses through their body language and through their uh, facial expressions and the way that they're responding to the content that I'm sharing. I find that much easier. Whereas when I'm going on like an Instagram live, I really struggle with it because I can't see the impact that it's having or whether it's being well received. So I prefer to speak in front of people. And so that's not something that came easy. It was something that I had to practice and get more comfortable with. And I remember one of my mentors saying years ago that he basically went, went out and was like, I'm just going to get as many speaking hours under my belt to improve my speaking because the more I speak, the better I'm going to get at it, right? So he went and learned from other people. He went and literally did three to four speaking gigs a week, a week to get really good at it. And 
So, I mean, I haven't done that, but I could totally do that. And so when you think about it, it's like that fear is always going to be there. It's going to be part of the journey, but it's whether you let it stop you or not. Let it be a part of the journey, recognize it, coach yourself through it, overcome that fear as you step on that stage, do it anyway. And then the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It's like anything, right? The more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more comfortable it becomes. So if you are wanting to do more speaking, I would implore you to work through your fears, overcome them, and then start stepping into more practice. So you can get really good at it. The world needs to hear your message. And so the more that you can share it, the better it's going to be better for your business, better for your visibility, better for all people. So make sure that you are practicing that speaking, get up there and show people what you've got. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.